international physicality wise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening everybody and welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR in Kilkenny for Come On Kind with myself and I'm joined as always by the wonderful and intelligent Anya Fahey. Good evening Anya. <laughs> I've never been called intelligent in well, my life. You got so many predictions right last week after week one. I tell you one thing, some sort of intelligence came down upon you last Monday night here in the studio. Uh, it is great. But we are here with season three. It is episode four and we have a not so busy weekend because we thought we would have a load of intermediate games to get done uh, for the weekend in round one. But unfortunately, as we record on a Monday night, there is still a back game between Glenmore and Ballyhale to be played later on this evening and there is also a game tomorrow evening Tuesday or tonight when you're listening to the podcast um, between James Stevens and Liz Downey so unfortunately we can't bring any of the first round games to predictions for the weekend but we do have all the results from last weekend's games we do have the up and coming senior championships of course and we will be diving into all that and oh yeah had you a good weekend yeah good weekend quite weekend uh, kept busy hurling ourselves and great to see the Tullerone men beating Valley Hale yesterday in the in the hurling as well so yeah pretty pretty decent weekend yeah put you into the league final now on that one surely does yeah mm-hmm. unfortunately they can't be said the same for the Camogie women um, and we'll delve on that uh scoreline later on but we will start off with some of the games from Thursday evening um, and the first one that you did get right was the meeting of Conaghy Shamrocks and St Martins and it was 3.14 to St Martins 2.13 to Conaghy not much in it just the four points in the end but it gets uh, St Martins up and running on the scoreboard if I'm not mistaken on that one yeah it certainly does and I suppose that's a great result for St Martins isn't their second win actually yeah yep. second win they'd beaten Bar Rangers the week previous and I suppose that kind of probably spurred them on to get a good victory over Connie as well at the weekend um, and you know St. Martins definitely look like they're kind of peaking at the right time as well and you know it definitely puts them in a really good position Connie, I suppose like ourselves will be into the first round um, now this weekend um, you know they'll have probably got a lot to work on um, still without Roisin Phelan who you know she's a massive loss to any team she was a huge loss to the Kilkenny intermediates this year as well um, and you know I suppose she is going to she's such a pivotal player for Conaghy such a stalwart for them as well and a real leader there and I suppose listen they're probably looking at some of their younger girls to maybe um, pull this thing together and I, you know Danielle or Danielle Marcy I suppose being you know the, the main threat that Connie have there but to me we got no scores for Connie yet this week so yet, we don't yeah, know I suppose yeah. if you're probably kind of looking at their scores previously she really has been on, on top form there I suppose listen to be fair St Martins I'm not overly surprised um, you know they always kind of seem to start off quite slow in the league championship and you know they kind of finish with a bang there so you know they're doing very very well there for themselves and you know if I'm not mistaken I think it's putting them in second place in that group and Correct. you know a, they're only beating 
beaten by really young Irelands and I suppose young Irelands are really cruising at the moment as well. Yep, they certainly are. Well, we'll get to young Irelands uh, a little later on as well when we're coming to it. The second uh, game that was on Thursday evening and that was the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Championship game between Danes Fort and Emerald St. Anne's. You went for Danes Fort in this one and it was the only result of the weekend that you did get wrong because Emerald's St. Anne's have pulled the finger out and they came away with a four-point victory, 3-10 to 112 to get their very first victory in the championship. And it was good for them because, let's be honest about it, they really needed it. Yeah, I think they do. And, you know, they have such, you know, a massive history in, in Emeralds and St. Anne's and the Camogie there. And, you know, I suppose for myself, I was definitely shocked, you know, that they this was their first win of the whole of the whole campaign so far. And I think they will be bitterly disappointed with that as well. Now, it does still leave them in round one stages. But, you know, I think they'll be looking at that as a bit of a disappointment in saying that after getting this win it's going to give them a boost heading into next weekend knowing that they are well capable of it because Danesford Danesford have been playing very very well you know they've been raking up some really good uh, good scores and good performances okay yes they have one win and one loss but you know I think you know their Mullinavac game they had a really good performance as well I think Danesford will probably come out a lot more disappointed in this game than anything um, but you know um, Emerald St Anne's yes okay I know I went for Danesford but I'm glad to see Emerald St Anne's are off the, off the mark there straight away because I do think they do deserve to get something out of this campaign. They will be kind of looking at themselves to head towards the the latter stages of this championship but they're going to have to do it the hard way now at at this stage and you know they would probably prefer to have got straight into a quarter final, but you know the teams that are there to intermediate. I think it's going to be an extremely competitive championship. Yeah, well, it's certainly not going to be anything easy for anybody uh, from this moment onwards. Uh, sticking with the Michael Ling Motors Senior Championship, it was the meeting of uh, this is Group A, of course, Young Ireland's versus Barrow Rangers. The game was played in Gorn, and it was a really, really tight affair mm-hmm. on this one as well. There was only two points separating the teams. Young Ireland's coming away with the victory on it, three eleven to two twelve. So a good performance there by uh, the Barrow Rangers girls. But as you said earlier, Young Ireland's are flying high, and that leaves them top of the table with three wins from three games played. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose there's kind of no stopping them there at the moment. And you know, if things go their way, you know they'll be definitely kind of fancying themselves to hit a semi-final, final stage there as well. And you know they seem to be performing really well. And it like you know for any reports that kind of came back from last weekend Tiffy Fitz was, wasn't was available for them due to injury that's a massive massive loss but to still be able to produce a win like that that's an incredible that's an incredible statistic there for Young Ireland I suppose for Barra Rangers yet yeah, they'll be disappointed but I think getting in a really good performance like that against a very much heavily fancied Young Ireland team I think that's going to stand to, to them now going into round one next week Roisin Breen I believe was incredible from the freeze anything that was literally put in front of her she was throwing them over there there was no stopping her Shauna Tracy getting I think it was 8 points am I right that Roisin Breen got or was it 9 I'm just trying to find it here 8 of them coming from freeze yeah so 1 from play yeah there we are yeah Aoife Ryan getting 1-1 Katie Byrne getting uh, a point Roisin Breen with 9 points in total 8 of them from freeze Uh, Shauna Tracy there with 1-1 as well so uh, a good range of scores just it wasn't to be with the the Gordon girls and I know that Gordon because Nessa was actually at the game and she did send us on 
the scores. Um, have you them handy by any chance? I am flicking through here. Oh, good woman yourself. You have him. Uh, the Gorn versus Paul's Town. Yep. So Grace O'Donnell got one, two. Steffi Fitz, seven points. Julie Lennon, two goals and a point. And Laura Langton with one point as well. So more uh, talent on show there with Young Ireland's but as we said earlier it does leave them top of the pile mm-hmm. um, Barrow Rangers though you know will be I suppose a bit unlucky they did have the draw they did have the two losses it is going to put them into the first round games which we will come to later on but um, yeah they won't be too worried about having a first round game and they'll go into it with I suppose confidence as well that they'll be well able to play whoever they are going to be playing and you'll find that out later Yeah listen I think they will and I think you know for anybody that has to come up against Bar Rangers they're going to really be put to put to their collar you know in that game just briefly on Young Ireland's there we have to kind of talk about Julie Lennon again being a master on the scoreboard again again this week she's really showing her dominance there in a corner forward for such a young player as well um, for Bar Rangers yeah listen I think they'll obviously be disappointed that they got the the loss, especially against St. Martins. I do believe that they, you know, were very disappointed over that. But I think, you know, coming only within two points of Young Ireland's, considering Young Ireland's have been really throwing up massive scorelines against all the other teams, um, I think Bar Rangers will definitely take a lot of confidence from that. And they are they did get a win in their first outing out at senior level. So that's obviously going to be a massive boost of confidence for them as well. Just on Julie Lennon, that's a total of 5-5 five, five in three rounds that she's yeah. after scoring so far. Which is huge. Like, it is huge to be fair for a young player like so she's definitely a name to watch out for I think for Bar Rangers though they will be kind of confident going into round one and I think they're going to relish every game that they're going to be playing going forward as well this is a new kind of scene to them playing up senior and you know by all accounts they definitely are giving a really good account of themselves and they're showing that they are well able to fit in and well able to compete they're with the best hammered. they no, are competing they're not they're really competing and you know what they're they're just as tough and just as good as any of the senior teams that they're after coming up against so you know they're definitely going to want to give round one a good old shout next week yeah and we'll see who that will be somebody was on during the week and said that the Pilltown and Dixborough was going to be a dead rubber well in terms of the two teams getting straight through to the knockout stages potentially yes but nobody wants to give way especially when the two teams met in the county final last year and it was an early start in Pilltown on Sunday morning at half past ten it was Pilltown versus Dixborough and Dixborough really shown their dominance early on in this campaign with a 16 point victory in this it was 318 to 18 to Pilltown again there was a couple of people missing from Pilltown mm-hmm. um, but Dixborough were really on song at the weekend and a 16 point victory is really setting down a marker for the rest of the teams in that competition Yeah it really is and I suppose it's kind of you know in one way it's kind of worrying where you're looking at you know are Dixborough gone so far ahead of the chasing pack and is it kind of like you know what we look at at the inter-county stage where we're always looking at the top three teams are gone so far ahead and the rest of the teams are just trying to keep into them by all accounts by what Dixborough is showing at the moment they definitely are the team and I said it last week as well they can't seem to do any wrong and you know they're after it's a tough group that they're after playing in as well like you know they've had some really really tough games but they seem to be coming out of it in ease really like if you look at their score difference like they've scored 655 in three games like that is 
Phenomenal. But when you look at last weekend as well yeah. and how they're doing that, 10 different scorers. Uh, just going to run through them very, very quickly here. Rose Kelly with 2-1, Orla Hanrick with 1-3, Rachel Dowling with two points, Kira Phelan, Tara McGrath, Amy Clifford and Quiva Dowling all with a point each. Aoife Prendergast, of course, our team captain uh, from the senior team uh, with two points there. Lucinda Gann, previous captain back in 2020, also joining in with two points. And Jenny Clifford with mm-hmm. four points on the scoreboard as well. So 10 different scores. Like, it's phenomenal shooting. And as you say, when you're racking up that kind of scores, um, you know, you're you're really pushing it in and only conceding, what, 317 in total then as well? Like, they're yeah. not giving much away. No, they're not. But I suppose, like, when you look at their defence, it's so, so solid in, like, every area. You know, I only watched them against uh, St. Bridget's in the first day out. And I suppose Kira O'Shea was only kind of, kind of Kira O'Shea was only coming back into the fold there. She had been away for the summer but if you look at their half back line there you know you have Eva Prendergast if you can afford to keep Eva Prendergast at number 7 have Neve Phelan at number 6 and have Tara Clifford at number 5 what a half back line you're looking at there it's well you're looking incredible. at the player of the year and the man of, or the player of the match from last year like yeah. in Neve Phelan our team captain who yeah. was instrumental for mm-hmm. Kenny when she came on as well yeah. scoring points galore pushing her team on and mm-hmm. you know I I mean I totally agree with you I just have the Piltown scores here and just going to run through them quickly as well Anya Dial who has been the main threat for uh, Piltown uh, pitching in with four points all freeze there at the weekend Chloe Holden with a point uh, Ellen O'Keefe with a goal Laura Norris and Leah Cooney and Edel Long all with uh, a point apiece as well so a couple of different scores there Anya um, though probably the main threat at the yeah. minute um, getting most of the scores there for Pilton and as we said Katie Power wasn't playing there was a couple of others wasn't playing mm-hmm. as well so look I, I suppose Pilton won't be too disheartened no. with it I mean a 16 point victory is not the greatest way to go into uh, a quarter final space because that's where Piltown will end up but yeah it's this said Sticksburg going straight into the quarterfinals themselves now as top of the group Yeah and you know what I think you know obviously Dixborough it does it puts them in a really good position they are going straight into a quarterfinal stage for Piltown okay yes it wasn't probably the performance that they'd been hoping for and you know especially to, to have that you know much of a gap in, in the difference there I do think however because they are missing a couple of players who in my opinion I don't think Katie Power would have made up the difference there either. I do think Piltown are probably in a really good position at the moment. I think they'll be happy that they have more games coming under their belt because they do have a lot of really nice young players that I'm sure the management team would like them to get a lot more mm-hmm. senior experience before they kind of really hit you know, the nitty gritty stages of this championship. So yeah, okay, listen they probably weren't expecting to get you know beaten by that much but I think Piltown will be secretly happy like listen they got through the first two games they knew that when it came down to themselves in Thomastown it probably was going to be a shootout for who was going to come one and two but both teams had comfortably been you know asserted themselves into a quarter final stage at that quarter final first round stage at that stage but so you know did it really matter in the back of their head probably not more so for Dixborough they're really trying to ensue their dominance and keep for all momentum the world, going yeah keep yeah. momentum going but probably put the fear factor in 
all the other teams kind of like to let them know this is what we're doing from day one and this is what we aim to do for, throughout the rest of the campaign there and you know they definitely are putting it up to everybody and they're letting everybody in Kilkenny know that you know they're county champions for a reason they're not going away anytime absolutely quick absolutely not yeah. and they're going to want to push themselves one step further this year and aim for Leinster as well Well another team that's going to be pushing as well was Wine Gap because they were winless uh, am I right on saying that yes they were winless mm-hmm. up to last weekend's game they were playing St Bridget's this was in Kilmanagh on Sunday morning and Wine Gap getting off to winning ways with double scores over Wine Gap 4-8 to Wine Gap which is 20 points to St Bridget's 10 points as well to give Wine Gap their very first victory in the campaign as well and unfortunately leaving St Bridget's at the foot of the table so a good win for Wine Gap but not so good for St Bridget's at the minute No certainly not and I suppose for Wine Gap listen I, I did honestly think that this game would be a lot more tighter than than it actually played out to be um, but you know I think Wine Gap have all the experience in the world and they'll be obviously very disappointed that you know they did leave it to the end stages to get a win out of it but they did certainly need it going into the first round I think for St Bridget's listen it's I, I feel like they are starting to kind of regroup and I suppose like they are definitely in transition at the moment they do have an awful lot of young players and you look at a lot of their scores all the time you know it is the younger players that are really coming to the fore there and I suppose it's about kind of building them and building their block and giving them that much senior experience I think you know give St Bridget's a couple of years and I think mm-hmm. they will be there and I think they will be pushing because they're competing really really well at underage level as well so listen I think it's just, just all about keeping them yeah having them the patience yeah. go there because it is going to take like you know it's not going to happen overnight for them um, and I think you know they have the main thing is like you know they came up intermediate what 2017 2018 and they've managed to stay up so I think that's you know a massive thing for them so now it's probably time where they need to start pushing in the hard graft to prepare themselves for another year or two where where they could really then start assuming their, their dominance in at senior level. Yeah, well, somebody else that are hoping to uh, perceive dominance. Not going to be nice talking about this one next, but ye were up against Clara. I suppose when you look at the result, wasn't potentially as bad as maybe what you thought it might have been. I did say Clara was probably mm. going to win it and mm-hmm. I didn't give you much of a chance to yep. looking at the results the last day but in fairness you went out you scored 2-11 you so did. 17 <laughs> points which was great but Clara did put 4-9 in it so a 4 point victory for Clara but is looking like a much better performance from Yi as well. Yeah do you know what I think I definitely think for Tullerone we were obviously very very disappointed after the Thomastown game we knew ourselves that we didn't perform at all we just didn't we might as well have just stayed in Tullerone the night of the Thomastown game because we just didn't show up But and I think you know we've really really worked really hard over the last two weeks there obviously disappointed not to get a result on the board against Clara but I think we've more we've most certainly you know, upped our game, we've stepped it up a bit and, you know, obviously it's it's not going to be easy going into first round next weekend without having a win under our belt. But, you know, we just have to we have to move on with it. I think for, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, changes done and, you know, I think we've definitely kind of grown. We've had an awful lot of guys that are back from like, you know, their holidays and their J1s and that and that's certainly after helping us and, you know, we still have a couple of injuries and whether they'll be available this weekend or not, we don't know, but we just have to go with what we have and, listen, all we can do is just empty the tank ourselves you know we were happy with our performance we obviously know that there's a lot more that can be improved on but I suppose for us it was more so about getting the performance and kind of you know acknowledging that the first day was just not Tullerone and that we needed to improve from that I think that's what we did to be fair to Clara 
Well, you had six scores as well on it before yeah. you move on to Clara because Emer Lanigan was after getting three points all from uh, Freeze looking at this. Kira Dunn managed to get on the score sheet with a point. Noel Marr getting 1-2. Aideen Murphy getting a point. Miriam Welsh getting 1-3. The goal coming from a penalty. And Neve Dowling also getting a point as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, a good range of scores there. And you can see that obviously Mirror looked like that she was after having a good game. Noel Marr has played county before. So she's yeah. one of your good players as well along with Neve Dowling you have Aideen Murphy when she's scoring and when she gets on a roll we mm-hmm. know how much she can score as yeah. well um, you know so it's, it's all good and it's progress going in the right direction yeah. as you said the first day not ye but certainly yeah, last weekend's game was much better from yourselves a bit like your old selves and when you get the full team back together because it is hard having people away mm-hmm. on J1s and holidays etc to keep that continuity of training in the whole lot going Yeah it certainly is and I suppose you know and I I'm sure, listen, I'm not going to play the, the poor martyr story here now because I'm sure every club has been in the situation yeah, 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 yeah. this year because so many so many people wanted to go away on the J1s. Um, but they, it did it did affect Tullerone like it is, ha, is after affecting a lot of the other clubs as well. Um, and I suppose, listen, it, we just have to, we had to bear the brunt of it and we just had to get on with it. And unfortunately, the Thomastown game probably came a little bit too, too soon for us. But listen, we've worked on a lot of things over the last two weeks and, you know, all we can do is continue to improve on that. I have to say again, for Tullerone our standout players once again was all our younger girls um, Kira Dunn was absolutely instrumental um, Jess Cuddy was phenomenal Emma Welsh and goal was excellent Anna Dotney was brilliant as well but by far you know the player that has been so consistent for us in the last two games has been Grace Keown you know she has been set a job to be a man marker Would she be a sister to Mossy? Yes, she is. She is. And she, no better. We know where she gets it from. Um, you know, and she's the youngest of the family there. And, you know, she the first day she had a task to mark Sarah Barco. And by God, did she do it. And we all know what Sarah Barco from Thomastown is well able to do. Yep. And then, you know what? She had to up it again. And she had to up it to mark Mary O'Connell. Mary O'Connell only got a point from play off her and she didn't let her do absolutely anything on the field. I'm just know, actually she, looking at that. Yeah. Mary O'Connell, four points, three from Freeze, Kira Ryan getting two, three, Siobhan Curtis getting one, one, Margaret O'Connell getting the goal and Ashling Curtis mm. chipping in with a point there as well. Yeah, so you know what, I think, you know, I definitely wanted to mention Grace there because she has been absolutely phenomenal. For Clara, and rightly so because yeah. I even seen it with the, the Mullen of Atten Fresher game which is actually next on the list that the mm. younger players yeah. are the ones that by far standing out for yeah. this year's championship at the minute which is great to see it's great because you know what they have no fear and there's nearly there's not really there's no expectations nearly on them and they can kind of hurl with freedom and they can express themselves and you know they can just enjoy their game whereas you know probably for a lot of let's say the, the inter-county guards coming back they may feel like there's pressure on them they shouldn't feel like there's pressure on them but they do probably think that there is a little bit of pressure on them um, to just go back to Clara listen Clara are a very very good unit and you have to remember they are without Ashling Nolan and Claire Nolan who are both gone off travelling as well this year so you know that's two massive figures that have gone off that, that panel um, and it's, it's Emma Shortle Emma Shortle yeah, yeah, yeah you know she's still out um, with her with her injury as well so there's another big named player for Clara that's not available yeah, she, to them. she got injured with the, the minors the Kilkenny, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leinster final so you know like that's three big names that are gone off that Clara squad they're very very solid throughout and I must say they have 
excellent hurlers throughout the whole field. They have, they're very balanced in what I would say. And, they're and not, new management and a fresh yeah. voice coming in and a yeah, new voice really, can and I often... Must, um, yeah, it can really improve it. And I must say, Chap Clear is a gentleman as well. He came down to us after the match. And, you know, it's very rare that you actually see it happening anymore. Managers kind of coming down to players. Now, now and again, you would. But he did come down. He, you know, thanked us for the match, you know, spoke to us after the match. And you know what? It was lovely to see, you know, managers doing that. Because it is nice. It is a nice token. Whether you win, lose or draw, it's nice to see the camaraderie there between all the, the teams as well. OK, I want to kind of ask you about that a small little bit because sometimes it can be seen as a bit cocky that the manager is coming down and they're just after winning or whatever and they're like promoting a team and oh you know thanks for the game and you played very well etc mm. etc et and you're just there sometimes listening to this and you're like would you just ever bugger off back up like we don't want to be listening to this or is it the fact like I mean Chap might have been a, a different scenario for mm. yourselves when he came down that not saying that anyone that doesn't do it is not genuine but yeah. you know you know yourself some people can see it or jeez would this fella ever shut up like yeah. or what's he coming down here for but as a player where do you stand on the whole issue of managers going between uh, teams after games do you know what I don't I think yeah listen I totally get it I, sometimes they come down and you're like listen to this BS and it's like oh my god will you just go away but I think there is some managers that are genuine about it and I actually felt that he was quite genuine about it when he came down and that's why I just wanted to mention it because I think yeah. like it was nice and I suppose like listen it's the history that kind of follows him as well and like who he is and mm-hmm. you know what he has done for Kilkenny in the past and it was nice to have them come down like I do get it there is times where managers I suppose it would be in a different situation if the manager was to come down after giving you a baiting by 20 or 30 points you'd be like get away we don't want to be listening to the dramatics here we know you're just coming down here as a pity so don't bother yeah, coming yeah. down but I think in this particular situation it, it was a really really good game Camogie it was tit for tat the whole way through it um, and you know what yes Clara did get the win but I genuinely felt for both teams it was a really, really good game of Camogie to watch and I think, you know, it was more so out of respect and to kind of acknowledge that it was a good game. That's why well, he Chap did come down. will be that down. kind of a fella yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so, I yeah. think, you know, that's why he did come down to just say a couple of words and I don't think anybody kind of felt like he was patronising but I do get it. There is times where a manager could come down and you will be fit to tell him Move jog on <laughs> they're fairly lively because this is getting a bit too old now yeah, at this stage yeah. but listen I, I just thought I just thought it was nice that he did come down to it and, and I must say you know refereeing as well Peter Burke was excellent on the refereeing as well and I did make my business to make sure and acknowledge that from him as well because I think that's something very important and I think it's something small like that could actually help with all the negativity that's going around with referees at the moment it only takes a split second to go over shake the referee's hand and thank him for doing his job you know I don't, I don't think it doesn't it doesn't cost anything and it's just about respecting the, respecting the referee as well something very small and it'd be nice to see everybody a getting in on that and, with you know it. thanking yeah. them for it as well but yeah that's the the whole Clara Tullerone game it is and that completes then the Michael Lane Motors Hyundai Senior Championship and I'm going to keep moving on with the results before we do go on to the, the first round games um, so I was at the Freshford and Mullinavat game and you built Freshford up nicely because of Paula Dowling giving out that you were after putting him the underdogs the, the week before and I have to say I couldn't understand looking at Freshford how the result against Liz Downey was actually the way it was. Mm. Um, their younger players did absolutely fantastic work. Um, I have to say Lydia Fitz was exceptional. Uh, Julie Berrigan was very good. Emma Berrigan was very good. And at half time, Freshford was five points ahead. Potentially could have been a bit more but they also could have been down because mm-hmm. your sister-in-law who was in the goal did pull off some really good saves um, kept him in the game 
but Mullinavat couldn't really get to, to handle with uh, Lydia in the first okay. half. She was roaming around the place. She was getting ball. They were passing an awful lot. You know, I think it was Julie was in full forward, if I'm not mistaken. Julia, um, yeah, yeah um, at the full forward line. But Mullinavat tweaked a couple of little things around at half time. Julianne was still playing midfield, but they pushed Leanne up a bit more. So it actually made Lydia have to follow Leanne more so because Mullinavat was winning the ball. Um, Julianne got the goal. They were a couple of points down. I think they got the goal and they went either two points or a point ahead. Um, was really, really close. Was coming near the end of it. Freshford had a free right at the very end and I can't remember who took the free but it was like as if there was a a moment of madness you know that you want to set your play she was outside her own 65 metre line it was probably a bit too far out took a quick free straight into the awaiting Mullinavat player who was all on her own the ball was cleared down the field that was it game was yeah. over Mullinavat was after winning by a point but it was an outstanding game of Camogie yeah. I have to say from both teams they went at it hammer and tongs it was a good physical game game you know nobody was letting anything go um, there were both teams driving into it hard but it was nice and fair you know there wasn't a dirty stroke I think there was only one booking in the whole of the 60 minutes of play in it fabulous to watch it um, Julian O'Dwyer was referee and I have to say he left the, the game flow as well which we like to see yeah, it added to the spectacle mm-hmm. Freshford will probably be a bit disappointed though so have you had any rumblings yourselves I have I have I had somebody on my couch the other night couldn't get rid of them over it um, but yeah no I do I think listen I think for Freshford they were very happy with the performance that they got considering like Munnavat are probably looking at a final three final four spot in the championship let's be fair they are and they should be mm-hmm. and I suppose for Freshford kind of being nearly the new, kid, new kids on the block you know having the team their team on their own for the first time in what seven eight years um, and the fact that they probably had got beaten by Liz Downey the week before and then they had to produce really, the performance Now I didn't see the Liz Downey game mm-hmm. obviously but it did really shock me with the yeah. performance that they put in and the scoreline that was in last week as well I would have expected the result to be overturned the other way around but obviously yeah. Liz Downey played very well last week as well yeah. it's just hard to know when you go out in all these games I suppose you know for Freshford yeah I think they will be disappointed but I think you know they'll be very happy with the performance and I think that's probably one of the most important things going into you know the first round championship that we're getting that your that your team is actually getting a really really good performance okay yeah it would be lovely to get the result on top of it, but at least it's not knockout at this stage no it's next week where it's going to count where you do need to get the result and the performance and I think listen if you can slowly build on it and I think for Freshford that's what they will be very happy about from all accounts again what are you from here it's you know the younger players that have been definitely standing out uh, Quiva Hickey there I think she was meant to have had a great game um, Carmel Marr um, I Quiva believe the girl that plays full back normally no Carmel Marr was playing full back that was back. Car- well, Carmel yeah. did have a very good yeah. game I have to say Carmel would have been on the minor team the minor All-Ireland squad uh, two years ago yeah she's a big tall girl yeah yeah, yeah, she yeah, is. That so, was hard, yeah, yeah, and by all counts, I believe she had a great game. I think, you know, herself and Michelle had a bit of a, you know, had a good old battle inside there. And, you know, I suppose Carmel is so young and I suppose for her, probably starstruck having to mark Michelle Quilty. It's, you know, I still wouldn't like to be marking Michelle Quilty now at this stage. And I suppose for a young player like her, you know, she was, she, you know, she didn't seem to be phased by it. And, you know, credit where credit's due. And she's only going to learn with more of these senior games mm-hmm. that are coming on as well. So I think, yeah, definitely for Freshford, it, it's definitely got to be the younger girls that are really standing out and of course listen when you have Lydia Fitz you know yeah, she's, she's going to pull six. it yeah she's going to she's going to pull a team through it no matter what she has to do and 
you know, I Although I have to say now as well, the goal was probably a bit of luck. <laughs> um, she had a free out on the stand side of the field yeah. and lobbed it in. And whatever happened between Leanne Fenley and the goalkeeper, I don't know whether there was a call or a miscommunication or something, but the ball just literally, you, you couldn't have placed it any better now if you tried yeah. to. Yeah. And I mean, she was way out the field, but the ball literally just went in the top corner of the net. There was definitely miscommunication somewhere. But you take your bit of luck when it comes yeah, your exactly. way as well. Do you know what? You have to take it because, you know, you mightn't get that luck the next day. So you have to take whenever you can get it is right um, I suppose for Fresh for Listen they have got the first round next weekend and they'll probably be very excited about it and they're certainly going to be looking as if you know that they can compete and that they well, should they be getting to, compete, yeah, all right, they'll yeah. be getting to a quarter final stage I think you know and I think that's going to be a big one for them and you know them making that jump to a quarter final stage on the first year on your own that'd be a huge huge addition for them so you know listen whatever can happen happen I think Mullinvash would probably be disappointed with their performance to be fair they were um, mm. there was a good few of the girls injured that was playing against Danes Ford that they put up a huge score in it yeah. I know Michelle was carrying an injury going into it as well not mm. an excuse Carol yeah, played yeah. very very well in fairness to her and I will put my hand up first and say yeah. that she did play very well in the full back line yes they will be disappointed in a mm. way but again the young players for St. Lactans really didn't allow yeah. one of that play in the first half. No, I, and you know what? I think it's this thing that we've always talked about about the younger players not having fear and I suppose... Paula would have definitely instilled that in the minor teams that she's been involved in and by God is she doing it in Freshford as well is because these young girls they just have absolutely no fear there's an Emma Daly there and by God you know she's a fine big tall girl but she's only 16 years of age and she has absolutely no fear Quiva Hickey she's only a small little young one again absolutely no fear at all and you know this That's is why what It's a pity as I said before that we haven't got some sort of a form of an online book uh, mm. or team sheets with yeah. all the teams in it that you can go and you can actually have a look and while you're taking down your notes it's great to have numbers yeah. um, and the whole lot far up but when you haven't got the names to the players yeah. like it's so disheartening and especially when girls are playing so well Yeah exactly and you know we want to be able to kind of acknowledge the girls that are doing well and I suppose for us it is very hard like you know especially if we can't get to all the games that you know would be great to get some feedback on the players and that's what I try to do is I try to find out you know who's playing well because they do warrant a mention on it and I think it only drives them on it only gives them a bit of confidence as well going out to the next game and you know especially the younger players we want to try and boost their confidence we want to try and make sure and we get their name out there because you know they are going to be the future of Kilkenny Camogie They are talking about futures uh, St. Clair's and Moonkine. I was probably a bit shocked that you actually went for Moonkine last week but when you can see the result mm. and 10 points in it I mean for a team that has just come up from junior level last year you would not think it with Moonkine's performances they had a 10 point victory to spare over St. Clair's 1-7 to 1-17 and that is sitting them nicely um, in group B as well as the Roar in a Stieg because the two teams are playing very well both of them are flying high and it was a great victory for Moonkine to be fair yeah, absolutely. To be honest with you, I'm not one bit surprised. I really think Munkine are going to be dark horses this year. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. Very them. Dark, yeah. yeah. It'll be very interesting to see what happens them when they come to the real latter stages of the championship when and no disrespect to any of the other teams when they come up against like you know the big three the big four like you know when you if they have to play the likes of a Mullinavat or if they have to play the likes of a Rornishteag or James Stevens, how will they be able to cope with that? But as you said before with the younger players there's no fear there yeah. I don't think there's any fear with Moonkind no like, not I mean, at all they're really there 
I mean, they're in bonus territory. If they're winning games, great. You yeah. know, if they're competing, well, it's a different level to junior level because yeah. they were beating everyone last year by 20 or 25 points, 30 points in some cases. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, there was no real competition in this. Pilchon put up a small bit of a fight in the yeah. county final, all right. But yeah. really, they breezed through the whole of the competition to win junior. So we thought they might struggle a small little bit at intermediate level. And it's been the opposite. I mean, they've been a revelation. They've been brilliant. Yeah, they have. They've been really, really good and it's lovely to see like a new team coming up and actually kind of ensuing their dominance as you know in the, in the campaign like this and you know rightly so that they're after putting themselves into a quarter final position there and you know they absolutely deserve it because they are raking up scores to be honest with you, I'm actually quite surprised that they've only scored three goals though in like you know the amount of talk we're having for them when you look at the likes of Roran Stieg have raked up ten goals already yeah, this yeah, yeah, year yeah, yeah. but to be fair like to Moonkine like you know it's the points that they're getting they're scoring phenomenal points there and the one thing about the one thing about Moonkind, they mightn't have like all the young players like the like a lot of the other teams have but what they have there is they have a group of girls who are so resilient and so experienced and they're just going to keep pushing and I think I really do think after last year they have a real pep in their step. Yeah. They've wanted for so long to get out of junior and win junior and they relished in every moment of it. Did, did, I think you know, I think what really helps them as well this year is because Moonkine and the same with all the GAA clubs, it's different in Camogie, right? Mm. So the three teams that win the county finals in GAA go forward and represent the pr- province. Mm. Um, so they saw what happened with Moonkine yeah. all the way in getting to a provincial final, yeah. the semi-final, mm. going to Crow Park, playing in an All-Iron final and winning the All-Iron final. And they think to themselves, Jesus, if we could do this and yeah. win the intermediate level, we'd be in the same boat and we could experience the same level of high. And I think that that's actually pushing Munkine on a bit to do well. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, winning is a habit and they've got that habit and, you know, they've continued it through um, at the at intermediate level. Like, you know, they've only been beaten in a league final there against Emory. St. Anne's you know back only a couple of weeks ago but for them you and know, it's only a point in yeah, it but for the, for a team to come up in their first year to be competing in a league final it's a huge achievement for them as well and I think they would have learned an awful lot from them and you know I definitely think you know they're going to be ones to watch and it's another great result for Munkine It certainly is well moving along then we had Ballyhale Shamrocks and as you mentioned the aforementioned Roar in the Stieg um, there wasn't too much in this one but it was a victory for the Roar in the Stieg but by 3-6 and if my match is right that's 15 points mm-hmm. to Ballyhale Shamrocks 11 so it puts uh, the Roar in the Stieg top of the table in Group B with uh, I think it's three wins from three yes it is yeah three wins from three and another really good result there for Roar in the Stieg and you know just to go back to there they're after scoring, scoring 10 goals and 35 points so far out of three games and you know funnily enough um, if I am looking at all the scoreboards right they're the only team in all three grades to not concede a goal so far in the league stages no uh, other I'm just looking through my sheets here as well as you say that yeah. uh, no there's definitely goals there in the senior yeah. and coming to junior there's definitely goals there You so yeah no you were dead right the Roaring Estique has not conceded a goal all year yeah, in championship yeah in championship and like you know that's really really good to see and I suppose listen when you have the likes of Emma Cavanagh in goal there for Roaring Estique I assume that's where she's playing Um, you know that's going to be a massive addition to you and it's just her leadership alone and you know it 
being able to be so vocal towards you know all her backs and you know telling them where they need to be and you know that's excellent and then the fact that they're able to do it on one end but then they're able to turn it around and do it at the other end of the field as well with 10 goals and 35 points scored you know they're definitely going to be a team to watch out I think for Ballyhale listen I think yeah they'll obviously be very disappointed but you can see that they're you know that they are improving as every game goes on and you know they have a game tonight They did not they had a good array of scorers as well because yeah. I'm just looking here we don't have the roar scores at the minute but Kiva Penley got three points Mags Fenley with two Kira Kinahan with three points Shauna Cody Dervila Doyle and Leah Elward all with a point apiece so a nice spread of scores there but of course Kiva Fenley of course you know mm-hmm. she's been there there about yeah. you know she's you know all, what they yeah. say about the, the dog and the hard road and the whole lot she's yeah. still going strong yeah do you know what and she loves keep going for that Ballyhale jersey and you know if there's if there's one player that you want you know by your side and you know on your team it's definitely going to be her it's just her leadership alone and you know what she brings to it and you know you know that woman will keep going as long as she can in that Ballyhale jersey and I'm sure she'll have her two young ones you know, playing with them shortly as well. So yeah, like really good. I think Ballyhale, yeah, obviously they didn't get the win, but listen, they've got first round to come out against this weekend and I think that's where they're really going to start, you know, putting a pep in their step as well this week. It is. I'm just seeing uh, if we can get a confirmation of how the other game is going tonight. The last game in the Shaw's Department's Door uh, Championship was the meeting of O'Loughlin Gales and Glenmore. I don't really want to read out the score mm. to be fair it's probably all over um, social media and on the website etc at the minute let's just say it wasn't a very good day at the office for um, Glenmore they scored one point in the whole of the game um, well Auckland Gales had a very good victory in it not great for Glenmore it's not good reading either and that's going to be totally disheartening on the Glenmore players that went out last week and they had to turn around then again Mm. and play Ballyhale tonight in uh, another last ditch game and they'll be out again then the weekend in the first round Yeah you know what obviously as we said we don't want to see teams you know getting you know beatings like you know that has been inflicted on them at that and you know we're not going to read out the score but you have to look at O'Loughlin Gales you know this is their first win as well you know they've had two previous losses they needed to go out and they needed to prove something and I think you know it definitely has brought up their their average on the scoring as well which you know if it had to come down if it if it had to come down to it it could have proved vital for them in the end so you know they yeah. had to they had to go out there and they had to put in a massive performance and they clearly have as well so you well, know I they think they had a job to do they yeah, went out and they done y- the job yeah, yeah they had to and you know what I think that's going to serve as a massive boost of confidence to them going into the first round next weekend and I think that's something that they dearly missed or that they dearly needed and I did speak about it last weekend like I felt like it was their time you know they've had the, you know maybe the kick up the bum in the first two rounds that they needed and they had to go out there and you know for a team I suppose you know they ha- they've had two losses they do they have found themselves in third place in, in the group stages so they are at kind of like the top end of the, the group where they needed to be and you know I think they have to just produce now again they have to go out next weekend and they need another big massive performance too Yeah they certainly do and as we said it's just a pity that there is a couple of back games that we haven't got mm-hmm. a full round of games for uh, this weekend coming just one other result um, from the weekend as well and that was the junior game between Blacksham Whites and John Locke's Bennett's Bridge you did get this right in your prediction as well albeit that the game hadn't actually been played because John Locke's Bennett's Bridge actually received uh, a walkover in that game as well so 
Um, yeah, it's hard to know. Uh, the table on is is a bit mixed. Uh, Thomastown Dixborough is playing this evening currently as well. That's going ahead in Palmerstown. Um, and the other game that was supposed to be played last weekend was the meeting of Blacks and or not Blacks and Whites. It was Nabry there in zone against Carrick Shock, and that game is actually after being postponed last weekend, and it's going ahead this Sunday coming. So. Yeah, Anya, that uh, concludes all of the rounds for, or all of the results, I should say, from last weekend. So it was a busy weekend. Um, It is going to be a busy weekend as well, obviously, for uh, the different teams. We can't, as we said, go through the intermediate grade because we don't know who is playing. But currently, as it stands, we do know that James Stevens and Mullen Nevat have qualified for the quarterfinals out of Group A and the Roar and Steeg and Moonkine have qualified qualified for the quarterfinals out of Group B and depending then on the result of where the other teams come after the back matches tonight and of course on Tuesday and you will be listening to this podcast on Tuesday so hopefully all of the uh, games have been played before this goes out but the format for the Intermediate Championship in the first round is going to be the third in Group A will play the sixth in Group B the fourth in Group A will play the fifth in Group B third in Group B will play sixth in Group A and fourth in Group B will play the fifth in Group A and all those games are scheduled for Sunday morning as well so all we can do is say to you just to keep an eye on kilkennycomogie.ie for those fixtures and to see how everything is going to be going but right now we are delighted to be joined in studio by the wonderful Sinead Kyo, who is part of the KCLR sports team here Sinead is a manager of a very nice under 14 camogie team in Moonagir Boulevard and we had Sinead on a couple of weeks ago and we said we were going to follow her progress as a coach new to the scene in the whole lot and to see how our team was going to go and Sinead Kyo, your team is after our qualifying for a county final and you're going to contest one as soon as I can push your button up and you are on one, two and three. I need to push that button there to have you in it. Congratulations on getting to the county final first. Yeah, thanks so much, Martin. And you got the pronunciation spot on, Monagir Boulevard. Good man. Um, yeah. Asher, the Wexford neighbours, like, you know, we, we'd <laughs> you know have to get goes. it right. Uh, yeah, no, we're absolutely delighted. Like, we're just so thrilled now to be in a county final. You know yourself when you put the work in throughout the year and I just feel like as the the year has gone on as well the last couple of games I feel like the girls have really bonded so much so it's just so nice like to be contesting a county final now Uh, we're going to be playing Gorey on the 17th Um, so yeah just kind of preparing for that now and you know great buzz up at the pitch and up at training the last couple of weeks so really looking forward to it So the date for the final is the 17th of September have you got a venue for it yet? Uh, We don't have a venue yet Um, I don't know where it's going to be played yet Uh, I I actually don't know whether it's going to be home and away Um, I think that one of the managers now um, we're training again on Wednesday I think he'll probably have the venue at that stage but yeah uh, we played Kilross there in the semi-final uh, two weeks ago uh, that's um, Kilmore and Ross Lair they amalgamated a couple of years ago so we played them in the semi-final there at home we've actually played a lot of our games at home we've been lucky enough to be kind of playing a lot of our matches at home but uh, yeah we got we got through that game 
um, and now we're playing Gorey Town team so it's not going to be easy we've played them a few times already this year and last year as well uh, so yeah it's not going to be easy but we have them well prepped it's a challenge you're relishing and looking forward to playing in a county final. It's yeah. a great feeling to be part of your club. Tell us what it's like to be standing on the sideline uh, managing a group of under 14 girls and to have them then playing in an, uh, a county final that they will be shortly. Um, is it tough to manage them? Are they a good group of girls that listen to what they're being told <laughs> by yourself? Or... Uh, Go on, yeah, fill, like, fill us in on what it's like managing. Know, I started I started uh, coaching there last year. I started off uh, with the under 12s last year and then I kind of moved on to under 14. And um, it is at the beginning of the year, you're still trying to get to know the girls. So I, I knew a few of them from last year that played under 12, but there were some of the girls playing under 14 that I didn't know and you know the first couple of weeks months you're just trying to get to know them um, and you're kind of trying to establish a little bit of a relationship or a rapport with the girls and then kind of you can start doing the, the work then so I think it's it's kind of that breaking in period at the beginning um, but then once you kind of get through that phase it's really enjoyable and you just get to work then and you kind of feel like they're listening to you more so then as well you know um, but yeah that can be hard like you know you know yourself teenage girls as well well, under under twelve, I kind of found you know they're still in primary school and they're they're sort of used to that um, being given instructions and things like that. Once they get a little bit older, uh, the attitudes start coming into play and things like that. But uh, I know no, it's great. It's so enjoyable. I I really love it. Yeah, well, it's great that we were able to be part of your small little journey at the minute because it's not that long ago that you said that you were going to be training a team this year and here you are now getting to the county final yeah. but while it's nice to be in county finals on you I mean you can't just participate in them you have to go and win them <laughs> No pressure at all, like, <laughs> at all Yeah do you know what I think it's it's obviously brilliant and it's obviously brilliant to be getting to county finals and God, I can't even remember. 2015, I think, was the last county final I've played in. But yeah, you know, it's excellent. And especially, I think, at underage level, they're such a buzz about it. Like, they just, they absolutely love it. I suppose, and it kind of gets to add a level, like, all you're looking for is the what gear you're going to get, you know, the week of the, the county final. But for, for juveniles, I think it's something really, really special. And it's something that they'll always remember. You know, if you ask any player, if you ask him, what's your first memory of a county final, they're going to say an under 12 or an under 14 county yeah. final. And, you know, probably heading down. I know we used to go down an open top bus down the streets in Erlingford and used to run into butlers in there and you'd get a, a bag of cheese and onion potatoes and a bottle like cadet orange and you know that would be that is the highlight of your yeah. county final you know and it's it's something really really special and it's great at underage level and you know it's it's just it's just a really really good memories to have as well yeah, but some of the players it. doesn't even get the chance to play in an under yeah. 12 or 14 county final like and I mean they might go on and play in an all earned final but I suppose that's just the the joys of it and the look of the draw or the, the teams that you're with and some people get to play in them and some people don't but Sinead yo presenter of Full Time here with us on KCLR. We can't wait to uh, to find out the, the result and hopefully have you back in here and you never know, you might even have the, the cup that you can put in front oh, of us I here. Hope, I hope I can come back now with the cup in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, yeah, no, thanks so much for, for having me on, uh, Martin. And yeah, like it, it does mean a lot to the girls like Anya mentioned, but I think for our club as well, um, like at senior grade, like we've had to amalgamate with Ferns. So we didn't really 
want to have to do that to have to join with another another club to kind of make up a team so we're just hoping that you know um, the more success we have underage that'll inspire the next generation we can keep going and hopefully we'll get, get back to a stage again where we'll have um, our adult team just in Mona Gear mm-hmm. that we won't have to you know join with uh, even though it's great to have uh, ferns there and we can come together but uh, what we're hoping to do is just maintain our adult team and the more success we have underage the more likely it is to kind of strengthen um, you know the, the likelihood of, of having a, a team at the adult grade as well so that's that's what we're hoping for And that's important to keep your identity mm. because your club is your club and it's very hard for teams that amalgamate that you can go along and I mean I don't know what way the, the, the championship is in Wexford at the minute like with yourselves and uh, Fern St. Aidan's joined together but I mean if he did happen to go along and win whatever grade it is whether it be senior intermediate or whatever you then can progress and go forward to represent Wexford mm. at provincial level yeah. so I mean why do you win a county title it doesn't actually feel like you've won a county title because the amalgamated team has been punished to say that you can't go forward to represent your province then yeah that's the thing like so um I, I, I truly believe that we are in a good place at the moment underage that we will get our adult team back eventually but it is going to take a, a lot of hard work and, and determination and focus really to make sure that we can keep the girls because um, you know yourself when you, once you start getting to kind of under 16 minor that's when they start dropping off so yeah, we, we different ho- things there hoping, for them and yeah. that's it we're hoping we can hold on to the girls that we have because they're great girls um, and yeah that's that's the hope really yeah well hopefully that does pay off because I know what it's like even at home with uh, our lads at the minute even in GAA which it's not only refined to Camogie mm-hmm. like this is a GAA problem as well having to um, amalgamate and try to keep lads on your own and we have tried to keep the lads uh, on their own this year and where they might be getting some beatings they're being competitive but as you say the important thing is to keep them together keeping the club going getting the next group of players together so that you can have them all joined together as adult level and put back in your own team as adults on your own that you can compete on our own, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's really important. Ah, I it's think. vitally important. Anyway, Sinead, best Thanks of so luck much, in lads. it. Thanks and uh, don't come back into us unless you're after winning that we county won't, final. We won't. <laughs> Thanks very much. That Good. was, of course, presenter of Full Time here on KCLR, Sinead Kyo, and she is part of the management team with Bull of our Moonagir Bull of Oak, I should say, playing in the under 14 county final on the 17th of September. And we wish Sinead the very best of luck in it. So we have uh, the games for the Michaeling Motors Senior Championship on you to look forward to while we may not have the intermediate we do have the senior um, and the teams that have qualified for the quarterfinals in the senior is the winners of group A is Young Ireland's the winners of group B is Dixborough and the winners of group C is Clara so those three teams go straight into the quarterfinals and two other teams that go to the quarterfinals is St. Martins and Piltown but they will play one another in that quarterfinal while Young Ireland's Dixborough and Clara will play the winners of the prelim games which are on this weekend and the first of those prelim games is going to be Barrow Rangers and Tullerone and we're not going to speak about it because obviously for different reasons and the whole lot but I know that um, it's a home game for Barrow Rangers and Paulstown so you're on the road you're on the travels um, and we'll discuss things uh, after the game next weekend but the best of luck uh, in the game at the weekend who are you going for? I know come on this no this is unfair now last week was last week was only a group game I put my head on the line every single week 
Jesus, you're really it's putting me on the spot here. It's only about time that you put your head in the line. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, here's my thoughts on it. So, Barra Rangers are a new team that's coming in and they've only made the grade from intermediate but they have been competing very, very well in what was a tough group with Young Ireland's St. Martins and Conaghy. They did get the victory um, in that against uh, St. Martins which a lot of people probably wouldn't have guessed that that was going to happen. Conaghy. Was it Conaghy? Yeah. Sorry, it was Conaghy. Yes, it was against Conaghy. Yeah, I'm looking at the wrong result here. Um, but something just about Tullerone when you get to uh, knockout games and the whole lot. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking this is going to go to extra time. It's then going to go to extra oh extra God, time. I hope it doesn't. And then it's going to go to penalties. And I'm going to guess that Roisin Breen is probably going to step up and get the winning penalty. <laughs> and they're going to win 6-5 after sudden death. Now, how does that sound for you? I I actually hope to God it doesn't go to extra time. I just, like I'm barely able to to move for the sixty minutes, let alone go for another couple. But yeah, you know, well, that's you know my what? that's my prediction yeah. for it now. Anyway, forward to it. it. Listen, it's a it's another game. We should be all very very privileged that we get the opportunity to play in play another game of Camogie, and you know that's all we can do. We can only just look forward to it. And both teams will be the exact same. Exactly, and thanks be to God, I'm not the expert on it, and I leave the next two to you coming into it. Uh, the next one up is the meeting of Wine Gap and Conaghy. It's a home game in Wine Gap and this is not going to be an easy one to predict either. But that's what you're going to do now since you put me on the spot a minute ago. It's back to the regular routine of me putting you on the spot. Do you know what? Like, I think, I think to be fair, I think Wine Gap, Wine Gap have the edge in this game. I think, yeah, do you know what? They haven't performed very well in their campaign so far, but they did get a vital, important win over St. Bridget's Ballycollin last weekend. And I think that's what's going to stand to them. Unfortunately for Conaghy, they just haven't got, they haven't been able to get a result on the board yet, even though they're creating some really, really good opportunities. But I just think this Wine Gap game could be just a little bit overstretched for them. And the fact that it's in Wine Gap as well, I think that's going to be a massive addition for Wine Gap. Um, they are making opportunities, but they're they leaking are. a lot of scores they as well. Are, though. Yeah. And maybe that's due to the fact that Rogine is not available. Now, I know one player doesn't make no. a whole difference, but no. I mean, when you have the likes of Rogine shoring up your defence in there, is instills confidence around the rest of the players as well but um, yeah I'm kind of thinking to be uh, agreeing with you on this one um, Winegap does have something about knockout games as well yeah. I've seen it a couple of years ago they um, rise to the occasion yeah they, they really they, really do they, who and did it, they play in O'Loughlin's a couple of years ago that I can't us. remember was it she that yeah. I was doing that game as yeah, well yeah. yeah they played us inside in O'Loughlin's yeah um, yeah they're just do you know what I think for all the world nearly the league stages they kind of just go through the motions they just quietly and unassumingly go through it but but then when it gets to the knockout stages, by God, do they hit it with a bang. We have to remember, like, Wine Gap, you know, have some serious, serious players. You're looking at the likes of Denise Gall is there. You're looking at Michaela Keneally. They're just two guys that were on the senior panel this year. 
Catherine Foley was there. She was full back for Kilkenny for many years. I do believe that she has made the transition up to the forwards there as well. But you have got Gillian Costello. You've got uh, Molly Welsh is there as well. There's uh, some phenomenal, phenomenal players. You've got uh, Natalia Jackson and Sante Jackson as well. You know, so some really, really good players involved in Wine Gap. And I just think with Wine Gap getting the getting the home venue, I think the home venue is going to go. I think it's going to play a massive dividend for all the teams this weekend. Um, and I think Wine Gap, they're very hard to break down in Wine Gap. They know every blade of grass in it. And it's it's quite a difficult field. I, I don't like da- playing in Wine Gap. It's a daunting place yeah, to it go is, to. It is. And I think, I think Wine Gap are, are going to produce the goods here this weekend. Yeah, it's actually like a cauldron. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the Coliseum, okay? That might be a bit of an exaggeration. It's like going into the Wild Wild West, to be fair. You know, I mean, there's, there's so much, uh, you're in a, a kind of a valley, you know, mm. the sound and the Wine Gap supporters, they're very passionate people down there, yeah, as I know. Oh, very yeah. well from years of being in the middle I can tell you there but you're going for wine gap in yeah. it anyway and to finish Conaghy's season then for the, the year which is not nice but there has to be winners there has to be runners up unfortunately so you're giving the nod anyway to wine gap in this game yeah wine gap in that okie dokies the next one then is going to be a meeting of Thomastown and St Bridget's and wow what a game to be trying to predict on this one do you know what like anybody outside would probably just turn around and go oh Thomastown 100% they're definitely going to win this game I don't want to be that person that's going to just straight away throw it out there that I think they are going to win it but I think we need to look at St Bridget's for a minute okay do you know what yes they haven't got a win under their belt but look at the teams that they've had to play against they've played against Dixborough who are the number one team in the county at the moment who aren't too far behind Dixborough at all and then you have Wine Gap who are typical Wine Gap who are a very very good team to me St. Bridges drew the short straw there and ended up coming out of the group of death there and to be fair to them but I think those three matches are going to stand to them I don't think Thomastown are going to have it as easy as they may think they will coming up against St. Bridget's I think St. Bridges are going to put it up to them Thomastown aren't the Thomastown team that they have been I know first hand experience they gave us a whopping of 18 points but something tells me I think I don't know I think Bridges will put it up to them but I'm going to go do a U-turn on my what I'm saying here now I do think Thomastown will come out with a victory but I don't think it's going to be as easy as they're going to think it is St Bridges are really going to put it up to them Okay well I mean looking at Thomastown's table even from the the league games and I mean they do league goals Yeah. St Bridges don't necessarily score a lot of goals and they league quite a lot of goals themselves so I mean if they could shore up their defence a little bit and get it maybe some more ball into the forward line like they are scoring points like mm. we know they can score points It's but to beat Thomastown they certainly are going to need a, a couple of goals we're obviously not giving you times on these uh, games at the minute they are going to be Sunday um, there is a slight little issue obviously because I think it's 17 GA under 13 championship matches are down for decision as well on Sunday morning so the times of the Camogie games could uh, vary depending on how it is but yeah so the, the three first round games just to recap on them in the Michaeling Motors Senior or Michaeling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship it is going to be Barrow Rangers versus Tullerone in Paulstown Wine Gap versus Conaghy in Wine Gap and Thomastown versus St. Bridget's in Thomastown 
all with extra time on the day extra extra time if necessary and then we go to penalties because we need to have a finish on the day as well so Obviously, there will be intermediate games as well on you, but we can't bring them, unfortunately, to you um, for the uh, the weekend. There is two junior games that will go ahead the weekend, though, in the group stages as well. Both of them are in Group B. Uh, as we said earlier, Nay Breedairn Zone versus Carrick Shock and Greg Nawana will play Tullaher. Um, I know you went for Carrick Shock the last day in that game, so I'm assuming you're still going to go for Carrick Shock in the, yep. that game. But the Greg Nawana and Tullerher game how do you see that one going um, I think you'd have to go for Tullerher in this I really really feel like Tullerher are going to produce some really good competitive games in the junior championship this year and I will be fa- fancying them to really make it to the latter stages so I'll be going for Tullerher in that game OK well just to, to bring us there's not much change in the group A in the table as we said Thomastown and Dixborough are currently in action that game is probably finished at the minute but Pilltown are on top of group A in the junior with six points from two wins Thomastown and Dixborough no points there yet John Locke's Bennett's Bridge is top of the table in group B with Tullerher coming in a close second but uh, there's a game between them um, and that will be the third game obviously then that Tullerher played uh, with the other teams then of Carrick Shock and Nay Breed Aaron Zone and that'll complete that table um, as well just on the intermediate Anya um, it was half time in the game between Ballyhale Shamrocks and Glenmore and we said that Ballyhale needed to get a bit of a score and at half time it was already 5-11 to a goal um, in that game so it's going to probably have an effect uh, on the group table there um, and it'll put I believe Ballyhale Shamrocks up uh, a place Uh, they'll get three points depending on the score then as well they're currently minus eight in the uh, league table but that will put them up a bit and it could potentially depending put them up past um, St. Clair's and O'Loughlin's and it could push them into third place in the table and leave Glenmore at the bottom of it but again there's a crossover there so we won't know who's playing who until the game between James Stevens and Liz Downey is played tomorrow and I'd imagine James Stevens is probably going to win that one anyway so it won't uh, leave much of a difference between the tables that's assuming that James Stevens does it would leave Danes fourth in third place O'Loughlin or St. Lacton's in fourth Emerald St. Anne's in fifth and Liz Downey in sixth place and if Ballyhale keep going the way they are on that depending on how the result goes at the minute um, they are what currently 15 and 11 is 26 that's plus 23 3 minus 8 so that's plus 15 so they would have to get an extra 2 points which they're probably going to do to overtake O'Loughlin's in the table in that one so that would put Ballyhay Shamrocks in 3rd place O'Loughlin's in 4th place St. Clair's in 5th place and Glenmore in 6th place in the table so depending on what way the crossover is there yeah like like I know we're only assuming this is only assumptions yeah 
assumption yeah. at the moment but what your what if things were to stay as they were with the score coming in from Ballyhale Okay so this is only assumptions the, so yeah, the third, There's nothing concrete No here. this is just us thinking out loud yeah. to ourselves so if it is the way it's going to go the third in group A would be Dane's fourth yeah, and they Glenmore. would play the sixth which would be one, two, three, four, five. that would be Glenmore yeah. so that would be a first round game the fourth in group A would be St. Lacton's versus the fifth and that would be St. Clare's I make it would that be right? Yeah and that will be a very mouthwatery affair and I think I knew it will um, the other game then would be third in group B which would be Ballyhale Shamrocks and they would play sixth in group A which would be Liz Downey yeah and then fourth in group B which would be one two that would be O'Loughlin Gales and they would play fifth in the other group, which would be Emeralds St. Anne's. Would that be right? Yeah. It would. Yeah. Right, so call them out to us again. Now, again, this is only on the assumption that yeah. Ballyhale is going to do it and the league table changes to what it is. So potentially, um, the draw for the intermediate games could have... Dane's Fort versus Glenmore. St. Lacton's versus St. Clare's. Ballyhale Shamrocks versus Liz Downey and O'Loughlin Gales versus Emeralds and that's all depending on James Stevens beating Liz Downey Liz De- as well yeah, that's only on the assumption yeah. that James Stevens win their game uh, this evening when you're listening to the podcast mm. uh, it won't be known until Wednesday but if things stay the way they are that's the way potentially that the games could unfold at the weekend and we won't give any predictions on them because mm-hmm. they could be completely wrong um, and we'd have to do them all over again anyway which we won't get to do until next week but that is it from ourselves and everything else that has to go with it um, so well done to everybody who has qualified for the quarterfinal stages best of luck to everyone who's playing in a first round game at the weekend as we said don't forget to check out kilkennycomogie.ie for up to date results and fixtures and when games are going to be played uh, draw for Camogie what's that? Is there is the draw being held for the the raffle? Oh yes, the draw for the holiday voucher is being done uh, live this evening because you're obviously listening on Tuesday, and um, so that will be on the Kilkenny Camogie Facebook page, and um, so whoever wants to win it can do. Uh, the senior Camogie players are going. Hopefully looking to go on a holiday and they have set up uh, a GoFundMe page as well that's online. There is also going to be a couple of extra fundraisers coming up which we will bring uh, as soon as we get the details of it. Um, And if any team deserves to go off on a holiday Mm -hmm. this year it's certainly our double winning team because obviously with COVID they didn't get to go nowhere um, in 2020 so it will be a double celebration for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would. And it's been a busy weekend. It's going to be a busier weekend with a load of games coming up. Oh, we can announce, though, that the Come On Kind team of the year is back. Yep. Definitely in full swing. We have two confirmed sponsors. So, David Roach and the Roach Injury Clinic is going to be sponsoring the senior uh, grade against this year. And we want to wish David the very best of luck in his new venture in Waterford. He's opened up a new clinic down there as well. So, we know he lives in so the very best of luck with that um, and also we are delighted to bring on a new sponsor this year in Michael Saunders Electrical uh, Limited uh, Michael of course from Wine 
gap there so Michael is going to be doing the junior uh, team of the year this year and we are just awaiting on confirmation on one other uh, sponsor as well so yeah interesting times we're going to be flat out now over the next week trying to put all this uh, data and everything else together like we did last year and have a bit of a row and have fun doing it as well Uh, also we will be having a player of the year yes we will be having top scorer of the year now the top scorer of the year depends on the club sending in the results to us and if they don't do that they have no point in giving out to us yeah no we're only taking whatever results we get in like there's no point in coming to us in a couple of weeks time saying I have all the results of all these matches and Mary should be on the top of that list because no good Mary will lose out if the club doesn't play ball and send in the scores simple Uh, I suppose just one last thing we've had joy and everything for the the week but with the the weekend that was in it gone um, and the fact that only a couple of weeks ago that Miriam Welsh was getting a photograph taken with Rachel Blackmore at the Hurling for Cancer uh, all of us here on the Come On Kind podcast would like to extend our deepest sympathy to Henry de Bromhead and Heather um, who tragically lost their son Jack in a riding accident over the weekend and we know that Henry has lots of connections in Kilkenny um, and poor young Jack I'll be good to him now was uh, after starting college in Kilkenny College as well so to anyone who he was classmates with um, or that it's a tough time for the school there as well and everybody involved so all of us here on the Come On, Co- uh, Come On Kind podcast would sincerely like to send our sympathies to the Bromhead family um, in this very hard times and know that our thoughts and prayers are certainly with everybody there yeah absolutely very sad Uh, and on that sad note we will bring happiness and joy hopefully next weekend to some teams don't forget to wherever you get your podcast to download it uh, in their normal spots this will be going out of course on the scoreline.ie website on the Facebook page through the KCLR channels as well and on the KCLR 96FM app and sorry just before we go um, I forgot to congratulate um, Crave Podrick in Sydney um, who won the Camogie and hurling double last weekend or the weekend before and we had an outpour of Kilkenny um, representatives on it um, Shelley Farrell Megan Farrell Anya Doran uh, Siobhan Fahey uh, Claire Phelan or Claire Nolan has just joined the squad over there as well and I believe she actually got player of the tournament or player of the match in it as well um, so very sorry that we forgot to mention them but congrats to St. Pat's there and anybody who's heading over towards the Sydney direction make sure and join up with them over there too Partey in Sydney definitely so yep no thank you for that well done um, I completely went out of my mind I did see the photographs actually that Shelley and all the gang have posted up so yeah wonderful occasion there for all the gang out in Sydney Akira Farrell as well sorry just mentioned her you grant it'll come and yeah it'll happen me now going down the car and I'll think of something else then as well and I said oh Jesus I should have said that on it but anyway right that's it we're going to wrap it up from the Kilkenny studio here in KCLR 96FM we will be back next week with all of the dramas the lows the highs who's bet who's gone home and who is still looking forward to this quarterfinals in the senior intermediate and junior championship when she comes on Anya's already on the water here preparing for the weekend that's dedication to you but until next weekend Anya while you're stepping away it's goodbye from us all thanks Emil bye
This is Come On Kind with Martin Cloty and Onya Fahey. 